Hello, welcome to another podcast episode. We'll start off with the weather. Where are we? Eight o'clock in the morning, uh, Friday, 9th of December, 2022. It's minus two degrees at the moment. I don't think it's going to get much above freezing all day, to be honest. Minus two is 28 Fahrenheit. For those of you using that system, the wind is non-existent. Absolutely clear blue sky, sunshine. It's a lovely, frosty, crisp morning, ideal for a walk. But I'm not going for a, <laughs> I'm not going for a walk. I'm going to stay in here in the warm. Trisha's gone up the post office, so she gets a walk in that way, which is good. She said, you can come with me if you like. Oh, no, no, no. I had to light the fire, you see. It takes a long time to light the coal fire. In fact, I can hear it crackling. I must pop down and check it every now and then. Because what can happen with the fire, even though there's a guard in front of it, a piece of coal or a piece of wood can fall off and actually roll out of the, the grate or, or sort of spit out of the grate onto the carpet. And we don't want the room that warm. <laughs> OK, where am I? Uh, let me see. Where am I going to start? Hang on a minute. Let me organise myself. Did I mention the humidity? 94%. I don't know why it's so high. I've never really checked humidity before, but 94%, you'd think it was lashing with rain or you're in a rainforest where everything's so wet and with the heat, it's all steaming and things. I've always wanted to go to a rainforest. Do you know the Amazon rainforest? I've always wanted to go and have a look at one. I don't like the idea of poisonous snakes and spiders and things, but it would be great. It's too late. What am I on about rainforests for? Here I am in the freezing cold UK at the moment. That sky, though, is wonderful. It is so blue. You can almost see into space. Well, I suppose you can, actually. Anyway, right, what else? Um, thank you for all your messages and emails. Excellent. Ray, morning, Ray, or afternoon, whatever. We're still going on about the word absolutely. Are you cold? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, uh, anyway, let's, let's move on from that. <laughs> Christmas. Let's get on to the, the subject. Preparing for Christmas. I know I've recorded podcast episodes about Christmas food in the past, I think several years ago, and Christmas decorations and all that business. But preparing for Christmas in this day and age is so different to what it was in my childhood. Now, obviously, as a child in the 50s, I didn't have to worry about buying the food, making the mince pies, making the Christmas pudding, the Christmas cake, because very little of it was actually bought back then. If you wanted a Christmas pudding, you'd make it. You didn't pop up to the supermarket and buy one already made and then stick it in the, the microwave to warm it up. None of that nonsense. It was all made at home by mother. Excellent. And of course, it tasted so much better. I remember the Christmas cake. Mother would make a Christmas cake way before Christmas because it keeps. It doesn't go off or anything. Mince pies. Bear in mind also there were no freezers then. We had a fridge. When did we get our first fridge? Sort of, I don't know, middle 50s, late... No, late 50s, I think. Late 50s. I remember keeping the milk in a bucket outside the door in the winter. That was quite handy. And... Also, the milkman, he'd bring the milk bottles, the glass bottles and the tin foil caps. The milk would freeze and you get like two inches of, of the cream on top, stick it out because as, as milk or liquid freezes, it expands. So it would push out of the top of the bottle to maybe two, three inches with a little cap on top. <laughs> it's quite funny to see that. 
And if it wasn't frozen, if the milk was still liquid, then you get the birds pecking through the, the silver cap and drinking the milk. Well, why not? Can't blame them for that. So no fridges, no freezers. Things like the Christmas pudding, the Christmas cake, they would keep anyway. You don't need to freeze those. But if you're going to make, I don't know, mince pies, sausage rolls, would you freeze? No, we obviously didn't freeze them then. Do you freeze those? Yeah, I think we've got um, mince pies in the freezer that Trisha did a while ago. So yes, things are like that. Things are frozen these days. And then you just bring them out as and when, which is rather handy. It's rather handy for me because if we have several massive tins of mince pies, I will be delving into them every now and then. Oh, a cup of coffee with a mince pie. I think I'll have a cup of tea and a mince pie. And so it goes on. What's all this? There's dinging going on everywhere. And I'd be putting on weight <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. So a lot of the food was prepared in advance. Obviously, things like the turkey, you've got to do that on the day. And they didn't come frozen. These days, again, you go to the supermarket, you buy a frozen turkey. They weren't frozen then. They were hanging up in the butcher's shop looking dreadfully... Well, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like all that. I didn't have turkey. I don't like meat. I used to have what they called sausalatas in the old days. They were kind of vegetarian sausages. Can you believe that? In the 50s. And Rissol nuts. Was it Granos, the company? Granos Rissol nuts. Anyway, we're not going into what I had for Christmas dinner in the 1950s. That's beside the point. So everything was prepared as much as possible. And then, of course, Christmas morning, my mum would spend, well, the entire morning in the kitchen, basically. We'd open our presents, have breakfast, and then mum would be in the kitchen all morning. We would be playing with the, the toys and our presents and whatever. If there was snow outside, which did happen on Christmas Day back then, then we'd be out playing in the snow, getting cold and getting our clothes soaking wet to give mum more work, drying out the clothes. No radiators to hang the clothes on. No tumble dryer. <laughs> How things have changed. And of course, the old gas cooker, no fan-assisted oven, no microwave, no air fryer. Do you know everyone's got an air fryer now? Absolutely everyone you bump into. People used to say, oh, it's a bit chilly today, or it's a it's a nice day today, isn't it? Nice and warm. They don't now. Oh, the air fryer's good. Have you got an air fryer? No, I'm lying. <laughs> no, us Brits still talk about the weather. It's funny, I do it, and I'm conscious of it. As Ray was saying about the word absolutely, I'm so conscious of that now. Whenever anyone says absolutely instead of yes, it registers with me. That's, that's your fault, Ray. <laughs> there was something else I was going to mention about the English language or misuse of that really bugs me. And, you know, I can't remember what it was. I do this. I'm in bed awake, two, three in the morning, th looking out at the night sky and thinking, I must mention that on the next podcast episode. That of course, in the morning, I've forgotten what it was. I like looking at the night sky. We never draw the curtains. Always have the curtains open so I can see the sky in bed. It's nice. Especially if there's a an electrical storm, thunder and lightning going on. Fantastic. In fact, I will actually get out of bed and go and, <laughs> go and stand by the window and watch it. Of course, at this time of year, everyone has their lights outside. Not at two or three in the morning, but earlier on in the evening. They've all got their garden lights. We haven't done ours yet. We normally have lights out of the front of the house in the, the bushes. We've got a cherry tree and some bushes and things. And we cover all those in lights. We weren't able to do that. Or we haven't been able to do that yet because of the scaffolding, which actually went yesterday, Thursday. 
supposed to go next Monday, but this chap turned up with his lorry and his mate, and he said, all right, if we take that down now, yes, of course, so they did. Took them half an hour, can you believe that? Half an hour to take the entire lot down. So that's good, we're back to normal now, and we can put our lights up out the front. The thing is about these lights, people think that they cost a lot of money to run. And with this cost of living crisis, there are people on Twitter saying, you can save hundreds of pounds by turning off your Christmas lights or your garden lights, save hundreds of pounds. You can't save hundreds of pounds for one simple reason. These LED little lights that people string round their gardens, they don't take a, a huge amount of electricity, very little power in fact. So they don't use hundreds. I don't know, some people, it's scaremongering, isn't it? Someone put on there about scaremongering. I commented, actually. I said they use very, very little power. So don't worry about having them on for a few hours in the evening. Stone the crows. Once I left home back in the early days and got married, then obviously Christmas was very different. All the, I mean, as a kid, we'd put up the paper chains. We would help with the, with the Christmas tree. We'd, uh, do you remember sitting in your bedroom? those coloured strips of paper, a little bit of gum each end, and you, you lick them and then you thread them through, make it into a circle, get the next one, lick it, thread it through. You know what I mean. Then hang them from the centre light to the four corners of the room. We used to go way over the top with it all. Then we'd get out in the hall. Mum would say, we don't really want the hall decorated. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do, we do. So, of course, all right, then go on. And the whole house <laughs> just covered in paper decorations. Fantastic. In fact, what we, uh, in the past, when the, the grandchildren were, were young, we let them decorate our Christmas tree. They loved it, and it was a complete mess. But we left it like that. I remember their, their mum, number two daughter, saying, you can't have your tree left like that. You've got to redo it for Christmas Day. Goodness me. And we said, no, 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 that's the way the children did it. That's how we want it. That's how we like it. That was their creation, and it was great. And I think that's that's good. I don't like these Christmas trees that are perfect. You know what I mean? In fact, I don't like gardens that are perfect. Everything's square or you get semicircle bits and it's all, it, I don't know, it's all perfect. It's not natural. It doesn't, I don't like, I don't like things like, <laughs> like we've gone to gardens now. No, we'll save the gardening rants and moans till the spring, I think, or next summer. But I think it's great to involve the children and as I say, we used to sit in our bedrooms making yards and yards, or these days, metres and metres of, of paper. Oh, that's, a, that's one of the things I meant to mention. Why is it that people, when they write down the word metre, as in one metre in length, they write M-E-T-E-R? I mean, it's, that is your electricity metre, isn't it? Your voltmeter, your water meter, E-R. When you're measuring length, it's R-E. I mean, what is the matter with people? They're illiterate. I do believe that they, they're leaving school, the kids leaving school these days, and some of them are just illiterate. I don't know what they do at school. I would love, in fact, I think I said earlier, one of our family members is a teacher, but that's primary school. What's primary school in America? You don't call it primary. Do you call it junior? You know, when they're kind of, what, six, seven years old, that sort of age. So it's no good asking him what they teach, I suppose. I don't know. I might mention it to him when I next see him. But uh, a length, metre length, is M-E-T-R-E, isn't it? Now I've lost the thread of what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. When I got older and got married, left home, all that, blah, blah, blah. 
then the Christmas decorations are obviously down to my wife and myself. So it was very different then. We, having grown up making miles of, sorry, kilometres of paper chains, we're then thinking, well, who's going to do We're not going to sit there doing all that. So things did calm down a bit. Of course, when the children came along, as kids come along, you know, then it's it's the same. It all, it all what goes round comes round, isn't it? They're all doing the things and the paper chains. Do they have those homemade ones anymore where you stick the loops together to make a chain? I really don't know. What I do remember, not just about my childhood, but when we had young children, was the excitement. I think, is that excitement still there today? Because now the grandchildren have grown up. Well, I say grown up. The youngest are 13 no, no, we've got the boy, haven't we? The boy, I always forget the boy. Uh, <laughs> I mustn't forget the boy. He comes to the Isle of Wight with it. The others don't. His three older sisters now, they don't do the Isle of Wight with grandma and granddad. Stone the crows, they're not doing that. There's more exciting. They've got boyfriends and things. I don't know. They grow up too fast these days. But yeah, the boy, what is he? He's eight. He's eight years old now. Good grief, I remember when he was born. That only seems like a couple of months ago. But he gets excited so I suppose that hasn't changed for kids, has it? But the thing is, when we were kids and our kids, when they were young, we'd take them round the shops and you'd, you know, in the town, there's all the lights and there's Father Christmas everywhere. I, I think, I know that there are still the lights in the town, but I think a lot of that's changed. I don't, it's probably me and my age, but I think the atmosphere has gone. I suppose it would do, would it? I mean, I'm now old, and when I was young, it's totally different. So probably a daft thing to say, actually. You're nodding your head, head thinking, yeah, that's a stupid thing to say. Things do change, though, don't they, over the years, the decades. There was something on the TV the other day. They were talking about the high street. And some lady was saying something about, it's now all coffee shops. Is it Costa Coffee and Starbucks and charity shops, of course? We've got those everywhere. And what was the other thing she mentioned? I don't know, because I don't go down there unless I really have to. I keep away from town. A lot of the shops are just closed and boarded up, where that was a, a very rare sight in the old days. If a, if a shop became vacant, it was a very short time before suddenly someone else had moved in and opened up and they were in business. Whereas these days, a shop closes down, it's boarded up, and it's like that for, well, it can be like that for years. Oh, that's what it was, phone shops. It, she was She was saying... Starbucks, Costa Coffee, phone shops. and Anyway, I know what she means. It's not strictly true, but that does seem to be the case when you look around town. All the major ones, our Woolworths have gone. You probably, even if you're in America or Australia, you've probably heard of Woolworths, Woolies. You've got Woolies, haven't you? Or you did have abroad. I'm sure Woolies were abroad as well as here in Britain. And the other uh, British home stores, all these big ones, they've gone. And of course, that's the other thing about Christmas now. So much of the shopping is done online, isn't it? I mean, I must admit, I have to admit this, Trisha's birthday or Christmas and or Christmas cards, I get uh, from Moonpig. It's just so much easier. I can select what I want. I can put the photographs in. And OK, it costs a bit, but it's so much easier. It saves, I suppose it saves petrol because I'd have to drive. Well, I could walk into town, I suppose, but I don't like doing that. But, you know, it saves a lot of time and money. Is that, do you think that's cheating? Is that bad, getting a Christmas card online? I think, in a way, it's putting more thought into it because you choose your own words 
rather than, well, there's the shop, it's a choice between those three cards. Don't really like any of them, but, oh, well, I suppose that one will have to do, because there is no other choice. Whereas online, you can choose your own words, you can choose your own card, your own style, your own photographs, everything. So, no, perhaps it's not cheating after all. I haven't got Trisha's Christmas present yet. She wants, what is it, a, a, lo- a body cross body cross handbag or something, a long strap thing to hang over your shoulder. So it's kind of by your, your hip, I think. And I've asked, number, I've messaged number two daughter secretly because apparently she's got one of these. And I've said, what is it exactly? And where do I get it from? And she's going to send me some links. I can hear the mixer whirring away in the kitchen, which is good. Tris, what's she doing today? Mince pies, sausage rolls. Hang on. News flash. Troops training at Gatwick Airport. Of course, we've got all these strikes coming. Well, they're in, in force now, aren't they? A lot of the strikes. The nurses are going out. Who have we got now? Nurses, um, border force. Apparently, young doctors in Scotland are, are voting. What's that noise? That's my radio. The railway, the postman. And there's several, there's so many now, I can't remember who's going on strike and who is on strike. It's such a shame that it's come to this. It's a shame they can't work things out between them, but it seems they can't. Presumably, it'll all be resolved at some stage, probably after Christmas. Anyway, as I was saying, there's all this cooking, a cook fest, is that right? Or cooking fest going on in the kitchen. Mince pies, sausage rolls. Oh, I think Trish today is making the... Is it the Christmas cake or the Christmas pudding? I'm keeping out of the kitchen. I want a cup of coffee, but I'm not going down there because I'll be in the way. (laughs) Either that or I'll be asked to do a job. I must turn that radio off. I'll be asked, oh, while you're here, could you just wash that up while you're here? So I'll hide up here in my, I was going to say my air conditioned studio. No, it's not air con today. It's heating. We've got the, actually, I must go and check the, the coal fire, make sure that's all right. We've got the radiators on, the central heating, very low gas heating it is. If you're listening abroad and wondering what type of heating, it's it's gas. And it's just on very low. In fact, in the night, we've got it set to, what have I set the temperature at? 16 degrees. Hang on, I'm going to turn that radio off. That's better. 16 degrees. If it drops below 16, the heating will switch on. And I did notice in the night that the radiators were slightly warm. So it just brought that temperature up a little bit because there's no point in freezing. Did I, I think I, did I said, I can't remember whether I told you we used half the amount of gas this November than we did last November, but spent twice the amount this November that we did last November. So that gives you an idea of what's going on with the, the prices. This is why we've got the coal fire going, try and keep that going. We've got wood to put on it as well. We get all the wood for nothing, just collect it all over the summer. Next door neighbour's given us a load of wood. He gets some from work and it just piles up. So that's good because that's basically free, isn't it? It's free heat, really. Oh, before I forget, hello to Tony in Australia. Hello, Tony. Uh, What was it? A girl I knew. He said, why not have an episode called A Girl I Knew? Yes, I often mention that, Tony. I knew A girl I knew. A girl I once knew. I once knew a girl. I'm always saying that. So Tony's idea is we'll have a whole episode all about a girl I knew. (laughs) Or several girls I once knew. That would be interesting. And funnily enough, a lot of you have asked about my early relationships before I got married. Um, There's not a lot to tell really I just went out with girls and had fun 
I think people want me to elaborate on that to a certain extent, of course. Obviously, can't go too far. Oh, and something else I've been asked regularly now, increasingly, Janet. What happened to Janet? Right, do you remember Janet, who used to send me emails uh, that were so naughty I couldn't couldn't read them out? Um, Is it Lee and one or two others? I said Janet was going to send me some emails and I'd do a kind of private podcast. The reason that's uh, on hold or on the back burner, there's an expression, on the back burner, Janet's had some personal problems, which I won't go into, and she's not sort of emailing at the moment. But uh, she, well, she messaged me, when was it, a couple of weeks back, sorry you've not heard from me, personal problems, blah, blah, blah. I shall be back, as she put it, what was it? I, I shall return in force before long. So <laughs> we'll look forward to more emails from Janet. They were good fun, actually. I know that you still listen to the episodes, Janet. So how about an email before Christmas? What's the date? Oh, it's the 9th. I keep thinking it's the 10th. That blue sky over there is now completely, well, we won't say black, grey. The sun has gone. I don't know what's happening. It looks very snowified up there. I think up in Scotland they're having a snow. Mind you, in Scotland, I think they have snow all year round. <laughs> no, they're not that far north. On the top of Ben Nevis they do, don't they? On, on the mountains there, snow all year round. But that's gone very grey there. It's uh, looking worrying. The flag is the flag is trying to do something. No, it's just limp. No, it's not, not moving at all now. So I must check the weather forecast. Oh, that's another one. The Met Office. Can I say this word? The Meteorological. Oh, I said it the Meteorological Office, they're going on strike. So who else? There's a load of them going on strike. The country will grind to a halt. I've just chanced my arm and gone down to... Is that right? Chanced my arm? What does that mean? I don't know where I got that expression from. I went to the kitchen and made coffee. The mince pies are looking good. I have to say they look... (laughs) Trisha's saying, we're using a fair amount of gas doing this cooking... I said, don't you worry about the cost of gas. The mince pies come first. (laughs) We'll worry about the gas bill later. Talking of gas, nothing to do with coal. Well, it is coal, isn't it? It's all part of the energy. We are opening, apparently opening, a coal mine again up in Cumbria. We're always banging on about the Chinese and all their coal mines, and now we're opening one of our own. The thing is, we it's a bit daft. I don't understand the ins and outs of this, so I'm not taking any sides, but... It seems that we import coal, which sounds a bit odd, if we've got our own coal under the ground. Why import it? But I did hear some MP on the telly saying, was it 90% of the coal from this Cumbrian mine we will export to Europe? And there'll be lots of money in that. And then I'm thinking, well, hang on, I thought we imported coal. But the 10% of coal that's left, we will use it. I don't know. I, I honestly don't think they know they are supposed to know. I'm not. I'm not supposed to know all the figures and stuff about importing and exporting of coal. They are supposed to know and they don't seem to know. I suppose the way I look at it is if we are zero, what is it, zero carbon or something net energy thing in the UK, then that will help, obviously. But when you've got huge countries, which I won't mention, like China, oh, <laughs> our little bit of difference we're making is negligible, minuscule even, negligent, no, not negligent, negligible. That's I nearly said neg- negligé then, good grief. <laughs> Happy days. Apparently it's uh, pleased the people, a lot of the people of Cumbria anyway, it's, what is it, creating 500 jobs and another 1,500 
jobs that are will be connected with you know all this stuff and I don't know I don't know of course back in the 50s here we go again when I was a boy I once knew a girl no apart from that we had the coal fire of course we're now going back to the the pea super the smog in London that killed a lot of people those fumes the air was well it was yellow wasn't it they reckon with the sulfur but surely these days there's so many different types of coal there's the smokeless there's coke, there's, what is it, anthracite, there's all these different coals. And I think, I forget which one they're getting from this mine, but it's not the horrendous smoke type stuff of the pea super days. So I, I don't know. And of course, we've got this synthetic coal. Have I mentioned that before? I think I mentioned that last week, didn't I? It burns all right. It's not coal at all. It's, I don't know what it's made of. Probably made out of old recycled rubbish, which is a good thing. I saw something was it one of these countries, was it China or Japan or somewhere, surfacing roads uh, with plastic, old plastic. The whole road surface was old plastic, recycled plastic. And of course, it's waterproof. You don't get potholes. And I don't know, did I dream that or did I see that on the telly somewhere? I can't remember. I think we're going back to card, was it not cardboard, paper, straws, aren't we? Drinking straws. Again, when I was a boy, they were uh, waxed paper, weren't they? The wax was to waterproof the, the straws. So they didn't leak. You can't, you can't have leaking drinking straws. There was very little plastic around. There was Bakelite, of course. They used to make hair dryers, radio cabinets, a lot of things. Picnic sets, you get the cups and saucers, the plates, or Bakelite. Is Bakelite biodegradable? I don't know. That's interesting. Probably is, actually. So plastic really started coming in everything. I remember on Tomorrow's World. Do you remember that? Tomorrow's World on the telly? That was the 60s, I think. I remember on there they were saying, one of these days your furniture will be plastic. And they showed a plastic chair. These days all your garden furniture you can get in plastic, can't you? And I thought that's ridiculous. I remember I was only young thinking, how stupid, you can't have plastic furniture. That's ridiculous. But now look at it. Everything's plastic. A friend of mine the other day, he had to replace a bit on his car. Um, he'd backed into something. He said, oh, it's all right. It's all plastic. And he said, most of the car is plastic. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems things have changed so much. I know I'm always saying that. My cars in the early days, all cars, had metal bumpers, steel bumpers, chromium plated. And you polish the chrome. You know, you can see your face in it. Lovely. Now it's just horrible grey plastic. And of course, if you do happen to back into a post or whatever, it's cracked, it's all messed up, then you have to have the whole back of the car replaced, which costs a fortune. In the 50s, I'd go shopping with my mum and she would have paper carrier bags, quite strong, you know, like uh, thick paper carrier bags. And they'd have paper bags if she'd buy some apples, for example, they'd put them in a paper bag. You'd buy fish and chips, they were put in newspaper. Hello, another news flash. What's that? Oh, the union reckons that the postal workers would reject a 50% rise. 50%? Have I read that properly? I'm reading this on my watch. Yeah, it says here 50%. That must be a mistake, surely. I shall have to check that in a minute. The trouble is with news these days, you never know what to believe. Different channels on TV, the radio stations, they... They all seem to have their own agenda and they, they reword things or they, they tell you things out of context. So it sounds, I don't know, <laughs> where can you get proper news from? I was listening yesterday to the BBC World Service. Mind you, they've been, have they been taken to court for being biased 
allegedly. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm only guessing that I think that's what I heard somewhere. They've been taken to court for their bias. I, I really don't know. But the World Service I listened to yesterday on shortwave radio, that was quite interesting. Now, what was I saying? You see, you've done it again. Look, you've put me right off, haven't you, by going on about the news. That's right, plastic and paper bags. Yes, everything was in paper bags in the old days. You buy a load of sweets, say a quarter of pear drops. Oh, do you remember that? Quarter of pear drops, quarter pound, that is. Quarter of aniseed, please, mister. <laughs> and he'd get the big jar down full of aniseed balls, weigh them out in a paper bag. So it was all paper. I suppose now there's the problem with the trees, is it? Brazil, South America, losing, what is it in forests, losing however many areas of land the size of so many football pitches per day. They're chopping it all down. So we're going to run out of trees next. Mind you, that won't affect people wanting coal because it takes millions of years, doesn't it, for old trees to go underground to become coal. So people living here in millions of years' time, <laughs> can you imagine them lighting coal fires? Get the coal in, love, it's freezing in here. Yep, hang on a minute. <laughs> in, I don't know, coal fires in a million years' time. Will we be here? Well, we won't. Will man, oh, of course you can't say that now, can you? Will man be here in a, a million years' time? Will persons, people, be here in a million years' time? It's all gone mental. The whole world has gone mental. The sky is turning blue again, so that's cheering up a little bit, and it's brightening up. Might see the sun again. It's nice not to have a load of scaffolding in front of my window. It made it quite dark in here, what with the boards that they walk on as well. I couldn't see the sky. It made it quite dark. So that's quite pleasant to have that view again. And I've put my aerials back up. I've got bits of wire going from a pole in the front garden to the window and all that business. Trish just raises her eyes to the skyward. You know, oh dear, now what? She was on the phone to her mother yesterday. The scaffolders have gone. And I was in the process of putting my wires back up. And I could hear her downstairs saying, Mother, there's a piece of string coming down in front of the lounge window. I better go and see what he's up to now. What I was doing was lowering the string, then I could go into the front garden and tie it to the end of the aerial, then come back in here with the window open and pull the wire. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure you're not interested in that. Email here from Marion. Hello, Marion. Don't say where you're from. UK email address. She says, what do you think about Harry and Meghan? I don't. Well, I do, but I'm not saying on here. Marion, because I, I think it's all, it's, it's such a, I don't know, it's such a, a weird subject that it, it just gets daft. I really don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I think that that old saying, it'll all come out in the wash. You know, it, it'll all come out one day exactly what went on. And until then, I really don't know what to think. Oh, there goes the phone. Crikey, it's the mother-in-law. Trish has answered it. Actually, I get on very well with my mother-in-law. She's a wonderful lady. Do you remember all the old Les Dawson jokes about his mother-in-law and mothers-in-law in general? <laughs> they were dreadful. You get the impression that everyone hates their mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is brilliant, and uh, I can hear Trisha shouting. That's the only thing. Mum-in-law's going a bit deaf, and Trisha has to shout shout on the phone she's downstairs and I'm upstairs I mean Trisha is loud anyway but she's even louder when she's talking to her mum that reminds me of today's news tv 24-hour news programs you'll get two maybe three or four people on the telly and they're all discussing a subject together and they 
each one is getting louder. Oh, not another news flash. I'll check that one in a minute. Each one's getting louder to be heard over the others who are also getting louder. Then they start all talking at once and I can't cope with it. It really, um, that, that dreadful expression, it does my head in. They're all shouting at once and it's just dreadful to listen to. I, I just turn it off. I used to like the news in the old days when it was BBC News or ITV News. That was it. You know, we only had those two channels. Oh, there was a second BBC channel. And it was the news at six in the evening and the news at 10 at night. No, uh, BBC were nine o'clock news, ITV, 10 o'clock news. You'd have one news presenter and he'd read the news. You didn't have half a dozen people say, I think this or I think that. Oh, you're wrong. No, I'm not. No, no. And they're all shouting over each other. Can you hear that? Trisha's shouting. I think I better take a break here until she's finished <laughs> talking to her mum. It's been quiet for a few minutes now. Hopefully that conversation's ended. She's put the phone down. <laughs> I remember a, a neighbour of mine when I was a child. He was, I don't know, he looked about 150 years old. And he said to me one day, he was out in the in the front driveway in his garden. He said, I'm three score years and ten. I thought, what? what is he on about? Obviously that's 70. Now I'm 71. I'm sure I mentioned this before to you. I, I'm repetitive. It's old age. Ignore that. And I thought at the time, he is so old. Well, now I'm three score years and 11, if you like. And I can't imagine, imagine me outside and one of the, the neighbour's kids out there. And I'd say, I'm three score years. And they'd think, oh, it's that silly old fool on about. I can't believe that back then, oh, she's shouting again. Back then, old people seemed so very old. I've seen photos of my mum when I was a baby and she was, I don't know, sort of 18, 19 years old. She looked sort of 30s or 40s. This old grandma-type hat and a grandma-type hairdo. Have you noticed that? The old black and white photos from, you know, perhaps your mum or whoever, years ago, they looked about <laughs> at least twice, if not three times their actual age. I just remember old people being really old. She's off again. She's shouting again. I think what I'll do is go down for lunch. See if I can... Well, is it chance my arm? Or is it chance my hand? I can't remember. Listen, listen to it. I'm going to have to take a break. Sorry about this. My soundproof high-tech studio doesn't seem to be working very well. I shall see you after lunch. Well, that was a lovely lunch. I actually sampled a couple of homemade mince pies. Even the mince was homemade. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I do like home cooking, I must say. Now, while I was down there, I heard someone on the radio saying, parenting today, it's all gone wrong. I've seen children going to school in this cold weather. They're not dressed properly. They don't have scarves and gloves and hats and proper winter coats. Do you know, that's how we used to go to school. My mother would say, wear that big coat, you wear that big coat, it's cold today. Yes, okay, mum, I will buy, see you later. And I go out without it. I didn't want to wear a big coat to school. It wasn't cool. <laughs> no, what do we say? It wasn't fab in those days. It wasn't, I don't know what we said. But the kids, I've seen them these days. It's the summer, admittedly, but it's raining. There's a shower. Okay, it's warm, but there's a bit of a shower. It's raining. They're wearing shirts, no blazer got a tie on undone at the top of course and they're getting soaking wet that's what we did it's nothing to do with bad parenting that's what we that's what we used to do I remember kids 
their mother if they were forced you've got to wear this you've got to, yes okay mum I will they go around to a friend's house on the way to school dump whatever clothes it was or change clothes they had a change of clothes in their bag <laughs> and then change again on the way home nothing to do with parenting that's just the way kids are they don't feel the cold as us oldies do us oldies listen to me my mother-in-law I just went down the phone call was still going on and it was on on speakerphone you know so I said hello how you doing and she was saying talking about a friend of hers and she was saying that her age you know, she's really what is she uh, I forget how old she is isn't it awful she's uh, what is she she's 83 and she was saying that she's a young 83 and this is what I was saying about the chap next door earlier I think I'm a young 71 some people there I <laughs> I knew a chap years ago he was in his 40s honestly the way he carried on the way he behaved the way he spoke the way he dressed You'd think he wasn't in his 40s at all. Double that. You'd think he was in his 80s. I don't know why some people are like that. Now, those of you paying attention will recall that just now I used the word absolutely. I said absolutely wonderful. That's permissible, isn't it? It was absolute. Or is it? It's like saying, oh, that's very true. Well, something's either true or it isn't. How can it be very true? (laughs) But wonderful If it's wonderful, then it can't really be absolutely wonderful, can it? No, I I think I was wrong. I should have to correct myself there. I'll cross that out on my notes. Look, (laughs) absolutely wonderful. You might say it's absolutely freezing today. That's not right, is it? You could talk about absolute zero. Well, if if it was absolute zero, we'd all be dead. So yes, the word absolute, we're back on that. You see, it's stuck in my mind, Ray. This is your fault. Absolutely. Anyway, we've now done absolutely nearly 38 minutes of the podcast episode. What can I go on about next? Where's my notes? I've lost my notebook now. Just had an email from the Met Office about the weather. There's a, a warning, a yellow warning for London and the South East, that's us, of snow and ice. Now that sky now is grey again, turning black in fact over the downs there. We have these warnings from time to time, warning of high winds causing causing structural damage and all this, and it never seems to happen. But uh, I've got a feeling that we could have certainly some snow. We, we only get a dusting here of snow. We don't get loads of snow like they do up north. I mean, over the downs, you know, over the downs and Haywards Heath, East Grinstead, they're up north <laughs> as, as far as I'm concerned down here anyway. Just going back to English language again, as Ray points. Hello, Ray again. Lots of emails from Ray this time about uh, English. And he says Londoners, possibly in Essex as well, the words came and did uh, don't exist in their lingo. They say come as in they come to see me instead of they came to see me. So an example, what can I think of? He come round that bend so fast he nearly rolled the car. He come instead of he came. That's true. Now that's not... Well, yes, it is bad English, isn't it? It's bad. But that is their dialect, isn't it? Where they come from, that's how they speak. So just because it's not the Queen's English, it doesn't mean to say that it's completely wrong. And they might say, he done that yesterday, instead of he did that yesterday. And uh, Ray says, "Why, why don't the schools down south not teach the, the kids basic English. <laughs> That's great, Ray. So yes, all keep your emails coming. Ray's rants. <laughs> Ray's rants 
at protonmail, I forget the email address, raiserants at proton, for goodness sake, raiserants at protonmail.com. Keep the emails coming because I love reading them and it is nice to read one of one or two out. Just going back to, I was talking about radios the other day, radio stations, DJs. That's something I like. Just my making a mistake just then reminded me. I could have edited that. I could have, not could of, all right? <laughs> English lesson. I could have edited that little bit out, that mistake of mine. Some mistakes I do edit out, especially if I swear, which I don't. <laughs> well, not very often. Now I forget what I was going to say again. Yet radio stations, when the pirates were transmitting in the 60s, if there was a mistake, a fault went wrong, a fault with the transmitter or something was buzzing or something didn't work, they made not fun out of it, but they made light of it. And it was all part of it. Oh, that record deck, well, it's not going round. How can I play a record on that? Look, it's broken. Oh, well, we'll have to put a tape on instead. Whereas these days, it is all too clinical. If something goes wrong, they don't mention it. They just cover it up by doing something else and not talking about it. I liked it when things went wrong. And especially one evening I was listening to Radio London or Caroline and the chap said, I've just put half a crown on the pickup arm because it was sliding across the record. They were in rough seas and the ship's rolling around. So he, with a, oh, with a bit of chewing gum on top of the record, you know, the pickup arm, he stuck half a crown. You know what half a crown is? It's an old coin from the, the good old days when we had proper money. Well, I say proper money. Proper money I couldn't work out. Pounds, shillings and pence. And halfpennies and farthings. <laughs> £2.17 and sixpence halfpenny minus three and sixpence farthing. I couldn't do that. You can't even do that on a calculator. It won't understand what you're talking about. And neither did I when the teachers explained that to me. Talking of up north, and I don't mean just over the South Downs in East Grinstead. <laughs> I mean up north properly, north of England. A friend of mine worked in a hotel down here in the South and they'd have coach trips down from north. A coach would put up outside the hotel and all the people would go in and this friend of mine worked on reception desk. Welcome to the hotel. I won't mention the name. Welcome to the hotel, whatever. Hope you had a good trip down. And he said to me that many of the northerners didn't like it down here. They'd say, oh, I don't think much of this weather and I thought it was supposed to be sunny down here and oh, you southerners this and you southerners. I don't know how true this is. This is what he told me. And one day there was a lady and she was getting a little bit rude saying, oh, you southerners this and that. I don't know why we bother to come down here. We don't like it down south. And he said, excuse me, madam, why do you why do you come down here to the south coast if you don't like us and you don't like this, this part of the country? Anyway, his boss heard that. The woman complained. His boss had heard it. And he was severely reprimanded. Anyway, he left the job after that. He couldn't cope with it. But he did say that uh, people from up north didn't like it down here. And he couldn't understand why they came down here on holiday. I don't, I don't understand that. It was probably exaggerating. I've known northerners. I've met northerners that have come down for the summer. And they seem fine to me. They have a chat. They seem wonderful people to me. Perhaps it was his manner. Perhaps there was something about him. I don't know. Perhaps he he was a little bit looking down his nose type at people. He was a little bit like that. I wonder whether that was why. Because, if, let's be honest, if someone from up north doesn't like it down south, well, they wouldn't come here for a holiday, would they? <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. They talk about, in the UK, they talk about the north-south divide. 
I'm not sure what that's all about. I know that things, wages have always been uh, lower up north for some reason. I think I'm right in saying that. And I know that the price of beer, <laughs> now that's something I do know about in the old days anyway, the price of beer was a lot cheaper up north. And people would say, well, that's because their wages are less. They couldn't pay the dearer prices we pay here. We're on higher wages. I don't know why that should be. Why is that the case? Why is beer and wages different? I don't know. I don't know. So is that the north-south divide? I don't know. Anyway, we'll leave that one there. I'm not sure what's going on. Trisha just shouted up the stairs, so I had to stop recording, but it's well worth it. I have been bought a sausage roll to Sable. It's a vegetarian sausage roll, by the way. And it looks, I'm about to taste it. So I shall have to pause the recording again, just for a minute or two. Hang on. Mm, bliss, absolute bliss. That's the wrong word, isn't it? Bliss. <laughs> uh, what's the proper word? Ah, delicious. Absolutely. Oh, no, I've said absolutely again. Absolutely delicious. Oh, dear. That's it. <laughs> I must get that word out of my mind. It's the same when you get a tune in your mind. I don't know why that happens. Sometimes I wake in the morning. Well, I always wake in the morning, obviously. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned all this bad English and grammar and I'm making mistakes all over the place. You can't say sometimes when I wake in the morning. Every morning I wake up. Anyway, now I forget what I was going to say. Oh, no, I wake up in the morning and sometimes there's some Morse code. No, not in the morning. I have a tune in my head and it won't go away. And it's there all day. I keep humming, finding myself humming or whistling this tune. Now, why does that happen? Have we got any brain surgeons out there? What's going on in your brain for that to happen, for that same tune that seems to have come from nowhere, just keeps going round and round in your head all day long? Now, that's another mistake I've just made. All day long. It's either, it's all day, isn't it? Why is it all day long? I don't know. Anomalies, I can't say that word. Anomalies, weird things about the language. Weird things doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong. It's just the way things are. Uh, up north, they speak differently to what we do down here. And in Wales, there's the Welsh accent, the Irish, the Scottish, the Cornish. There was a Cornish language, wasn't there? Many, I think there still is. I believe there's still a Cornish. Well, there, obviously there still is. But I think it's still used in by some people in parts of Cornwall. I don't know. They were talking about bringing the tin mines back which I think they should do. We need tin. I think that's a good idea. Coal mines, well, I've already mentioned that. Now, what are you going to do? Email me and say, you shouldn't open coal mines. Or, of course you should open coal mines. You've got all that coal under the ground and it's there for free. How about fracking? Fracking, I said. Sorry if you misheard me. How about fracking? We're not doing that now. The government's banned fracking. But in America, you, uh, you're doing well with fracking, aren't you? Getting all this gas you're doing well with it. Then we've got the Just Stop Oil people. Have you heard about them? Just Stop Oil. They want uh, oil licenses to be cancelled or not given in the future. I'm not quite sure what. The trouble is, from oil, we get so much. It's not just oil and pollution from cars. It's clothes. I mean, nylon comes from oil, doesn't it? Plastics come from oil. So if you don't have oil, you haven't. it's not just petrol you haven't got. It's everything you haven't got. I don't know. I don't know. I sometimes think it's quite nice getting old because I haven't got to worry about all this in the future. I know people say, oh, you'll yeah, we'll leave it to the children. They'll have to worry about it all. Well, they will have to sort it out, won't they? I really don't know how. But things will calm down. Things will get right again, I'm sure. I think, as I said last week, 
people have to be positive. I think people should be positive. What was it someone was saying about Boris Johnson the other day? What they liked about him, he was a visionary. Whatever you think about Boris, he was a visionary and he was positive. We're going to do this in the UK. We're going to do that. Instead of this constant, oh, we're doomed. We're doomed. I can't do that. Dad's Arby Fraser, wasn't it? The Scottish chap. Doomed. <laughs> Coming to the end of this episode, that's another Sunday. I realise how fast the weeks are flying by when I put a podcast episode on on Sunday and then Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm thinking, oh, hang on a minute. I better do the next podcast episode. Then suddenly it's Thursday, Friday. Oh, a week's gone by. It's strange, isn't it? The weeks really are flying by. Of course, when you're looking forward to something, such as a holiday or, or Christmas, it slows down a bit. You're looking forward to the holiday. Oh, come on, six weeks and then we're off on holiday. And then five weeks, four weeks. How long is this going to take? When it's something awful, like going to the dentist, oh, it's right, it's another month. Suddenly, oh, it's the dentist tomorrow. I've got to go back. No, I've got about dentist. Just briefly, I just warn you, end of January, is it the 30th? End of January, I'm going to have another crown done. I've been saving my pennies. Pennies? I've been saving my thousands, no, £750 this time. £750. <laughs> Stone the teeth. I don't know. He's, oh, hang on. What's going on now? Emergency. Number two, daughter. We're in Halfords and we want to buy, this is uh, for granddaughter, want to buy one of these Bluetooth things so you can play music from your phone on your car radio system, your hi-fi in the car. Do we need, what was it she said, Bluetooth V3 or V4? <laughs> I had to be honest, I haven't got a clue. V3 or V, was obviously version 3, version 4. I said go for the 4. So they're going to do that? I don't know. What's the difference? Didn't have all that in my day. When I was a boy, just turned on the car radio. Listen to Radio London, Radio Caroline or Radio Luxembourg, Fab 208 in the evenings. None of this V3, V4 nonsense. I said, well, buy whatever you think. Get V4. And if it doesn't work, take it back. A lady phoned me the other day because I used to do the vintage radio repairs. 1940s radios, that is. Of course, I retired, what, 18 months ago? And she found my phone number somewhere. Oh, sorry to trouble you. Can I bring three radios round to you? She said, they're DAB radios. I said, sorry, first of all, I've retired. And secondly, I only did 1940s radios, not DAB. Oh, where can I get the repaired? I said to her, look, I've got to be honest. If you can find someone to repair them, it's going to cost more than a new radio. You might as well buy a new one. And she said, oh, yes, I know it's a throwaway society. She's right. You can't have DAB radios repaired. I don't know of anyone. I've been asked this many times over the years. I've never found anyone that can carry out repairs on DAB radios. They're not made to be repaired. They're made to be thrown away. Isn't that awful, really? In fact, there was something in the news recently about spare parts being made available for things like toasters, kettles, irons. Because if you're iron or kettle, it goes wrong. You can't get parts and they're not designed to be repaired you can't get in to the kettle or the iron to replace the element or the thermostat or cutout for example and I think it was some government was it some MP was saying that we need to bring about some changes so if you buy a kettle and you get to the stage where it needs a new element you should be able to well a buy an element and b fit it or have it fitted takes me back to the old days of the telly repairs we used to get all sorts of things in for repair 
And nine out of ten, well, no, 99 out of 100, we could do it. There we are, happy days. Anyway, I'm going to end it here. That was a lovely lunch. What I'm going to do now is sweep up the front garden. Now the scaffolding is gone. Oh, who mentioned gardens? Uh, I always want about a garden. I forget who it was now. Sorry, apologies. Absolute, uh, <laughs> I'm absolutely sorry. No, stop it. Yeah, gardens. In America, you've got a backyard, haven't you? Well, ours is a back garden. Whether it's paved, doesn't matter what it is. It can be paved all, all patio area. It's still the back garden. And the front garden is, well, the bit of land in front of the house. Doesn't matter again if it's all paved as a driveway or all grass. It's just a, a front garden. Because in America, a garden is the vegetable patch, isn't it? So there we are. Oh, it was Brett, wasn't it you, Brett? Hello, Brett, if you're listening. Yes, you are saying that I'm always mentioning a garden. What am I talking about? Well, that sort of explains it. So where's all that led me? Oh, yes, I'm going to sweep the front garden. It's all paved over because that's where we parked the car. But where the scaffolding was, there's a bit of mess. There's some old bits of concrete. They cleaned up very well, but there's still one or two bits. And, of course, leaves everywhere. The fig tree down the end of the back garden is at last dropping all its leaves and they are huge leaves and they're dropping all over the lawn so that'll ruin the grass and they're all over the place so I'm going to go and do a bit of outdoor work a bit of exercise get some fresh air I will see you on Wednesday or you'll hear me on Wednesday I like to say I'll see you Wednesday because I feel that we're having a chat together I know it's only me that's ranting on about things but I do feel that we're in the same room and as someone said it's like sitting in a pub having a beer so we'll have a beer we'll have a beer on Wednesday and we'll chat about this and that and what we're going to do next Sunday look after yourself there's not happy Christmas well happy Christmas anyway I wonder which day or Christmas day is Sunday isn't it so there'll be a podcast episode actually on Christmas day and you probably won't listen to that at all because you'll be busy take care look after yourselves see you Wednesday bye bye for now